some of my way in North Carolina, staring up the road and pray to God I see headlights. I made it down the coast in 17 hours, picking me a bouquet of dogwood flowers, and I'm hoping for rally. I can see my baby tonight. So rock me, mama, like a wagon wheel. Rock me, mama, any way you feel. Hey, mama, rock me. Rock me, mama, like a wheel. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Politics on the Cooks. That was that was Wagon Wheel by Darius Rucker, mm. a.k.a. Hootie, a.k.a. The Blowfish. <laughs> uh, what's up, fellas? <clears throat> mm. Not a lot. Mm. Yeah, Our special up. guest, yeah? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. All right, special guest this evening is the Barnstown Bourbon Company, the Origin Series. This is the Bottled and Bond Kentucky Straight Bourbon. Uh, this is the black label of the series. What do we... I haven't even had it yet. Um, you guys try it yet? You get a lot of cherry. Yeah. Cherry. It's kind of like got a grain. It's good, though. What do you think, Cam? I don't know. I, I had something else in my glass. I'm going to yeah. take the old sip. Nice, what do you think, Chris? Nice Very sip of, cherry sip and wood. A lot, of, a lot of woody notes. Yeah. That's what I'm getting. So this is the second of the Bardstown. Bardstown. We did one last week that was pretty good for mm. 45 bucks. This one's 50 bucks. Yeah, you get the cherry. It's 50. Mm. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, it kind of reminds you of that uh, Dickel 15 year. Mm. Oh wow! Mm. Not as flavorful because obviously it's a almost a 10 year difference. This is delicious. Mm. Yeah, it is really good. Yeah, I like this. This is I a good. It, look at the color too, man. That's yeah. such a wild color. It's very it, yeah, it's very cherry, super orange, sweet. orangey colorish. Mm-hmm. This is uh, I I picture me drinking this around a campfire. Yeah, oh, or yeah. at the table with you guys. Nice. Yeah, I like it. That's good. I could drink. I think they've been doing a great job with these origin series whiskeys so far. I'm a fan. What uh, what percentage is that, or what proof is that? This is a hundred. Wow, bottled in bond. The, the best, the best proof. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I'm it's, starting to think that's the case. It's yeah. four more than yeah. last week. It's like right, like perfect where yeah. it's like strong enough. Yeah, but it also isn't too strong to where it like yeah. a couple, a couple of those barrels have done a really good Ruins job at like getting a really easy drinking, you know, barrel proof. Yeah, like they, think, there's a couple whiskeys out there that drink like a ninety and are like you know one fifteen and above one twenty. Yeah. But, what uh, was that one that, that we got? Man, is that um, sweet spot. It was 120 something proof. The Mox um, barrel that we got. Oh, it was a wasn't that the it was an old Forester, right? The barrel select. The barrel. Oh, yeah, you talking about the old Forester one? Yeah, yeah. That you bought. Yeah, no, I bought. Yeah, yeah. That one was like that was one of those ones that I could drink it without ice, and it's just like it's yeah. delicious. Even at yeah. 120, yeah, yeah. It was like 124 proof or something. It was shit. high. Yeah, yeah. That's a good. That's <clears throat> good stuff. That, yeah. This is so. This is Did a. Did you weeded. try that, Cam? I haven't tried that one. I've tried another one. That would explain but why it's so smooth. Yeah. I got to bring it by. What is it? It's a weeded bourbon here. Yeah, it's good. Yes. I don't get second. that, like, I'm that a fan of super, that. super weeded taste like some of the other high wheats we've had. Yeah, it's kind of nice. It's kind of more subtle. Yeah. But yeah, it's good. Well, it's still a bourbon. It's, you know, over 50% corn. But yeah. um, some of it's those. 30% wheat or something like that? Uh, 20. 
20 okay some of those higher wheat mash bills stuff i i i like higher weeded stuff but some of them are like it can be too much too funky yeah i don't know it almost tastes like an artificial taste to me and it's almost dull yeah it's i feel like, like a, the wheat cuts down some flavor yeah mm. with the rye you get a lot more a lot more flavor i feel like yeah mm. but uh, Wait, this is good for uh the baby shower I colin bought me a uh Blue, Blue Run, yeah. which is one of my favorites, and that's a, that's a that's great in our whiskey. top. Is yeah. it is Six up it there. is the same one we've had, right? It is, yeah, yeah. 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 The rainbow, yeah. the one it, with the rainbow. That butterfly. one's hard. Yeah. That one is hard to beat, man. That's a delicious bottle. Yeah, I I kind of forgot how good that one was. And, Golly, man! And yeah. that's a that's a hundred eleven proof. Yeah, and it oh, doesn't yeah. drink like a hundred eleven. No, not at all. Yeah, but it has the flavor of a hundred eleven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's got flavor to it for sure. Hmm. I that Murray Hill Club. I don't. I don't remember, remember that, that at yeah. all. <clears throat> it's in our top six. I don't remember it at all. <clears throat> we drank it. Yeah, I remember. That no, wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Well, it was like maybe six months. Right for nah, six months. No, I think no. it's longer than that. I oh, feel like that we had that shorter. blue run six months ago. Yeah, but at the Murray, you bought that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sure. was probably maybe like a month or two ago. Oh no, we had no the, fuck the, no. No, it was said the hurricane. No, that Murray Hills. It's been a while since we drank that. It was the hurricane. It's been a while. Because we drank it here, and then you brought it over at our hurricane party at my house. Yes, you did. Dude, let's have I another do remember drinking party. And that. we smashed that bottle. Yeah. And it was delicious. Let's have did, a hurricane party with no hurricane. Didn't we do um, <laughs> Didn't we do that? What Wasn't that one of the ones we drank when we did the blind tasting? I or don't no? think so, no. What did we do? We did the Michters. We did the Blantons. We did... We had another, oh, one of the, uh, new, was it the Nuru or the Nulu? Yeah, I think we did a Nulu because yeah. came out of that at the time. Uh, That's a good test, doing a blind tasting with, like, all bourbons. And if know? I remember correctly, we all rated, it wasn't a cheap bottle, but it wasn't the most expensive one we had either. And I think we all had that as, like, our fourth or fifth pick out of the five we had as the best. Yeah, I don't remember that. I think it was, like, <laughs> Cooper's Craft or something. Yeah. I think we had bottles over there somewhere. Oh, yeah. Right up there. Yeah. That one, huh. this yeah, is yeah, good yeah. This this is a good bottle. I don't remember the Cooper's Craft either. I don't know if I ever actually drank it. Man, I'm I'm bummed. This cigar is like for a my father's dude. Normally, I have no trouble with these. This it's not keeps going out. Yeah, yeah, it's just going out. Idea with me. Mm. Anyway, yeah, we have our base bro this week is Governor Greg Abbott. Of Texas. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember a couple years ago at this point. Wow. Seems like forever ago. Um, during the BLM riots in, I believe, Austin, a gentleman by the name of Daniel Perry was, mm. uh, he was, he was, uh, Ubering. He was driving an Uber and made a wrong turn and found himself smack dab in the middle of a riot. And uh, there's video evidence. I remember watching the video as it happened. Uh, people were like, you know, banging on his car as uh, rioters do. And in the video, one man points a gun at him. Did what do you have like a dash cam or something? Um, no, you could see it from there. I mean, there were like a hundred different cameras camera, on the street. Oh, camera really? Of it. Okay, yeah. I was wondering. And Mr. Daniel Perry from inside of his car shot and killed the man. Uh, nice. Fair game. Yes. Um, 
And just on what day was this? The 8th. So whatever day that was, Friday, they um, a jury found him guilty. So really less than 24 hours later, Greg Abbott, uh, governor of Texas, uh, made a public statement saying that he is uh, going to pardon the killer or uh, pardon <laughs> Daniel Perry yeah. as soon well, he as kill someone. Yeah. yeah, as soon as the request hits his desks. Nice. Um, yeah, good for him, man. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, the that's baller move. fucking crazy. Yeah. You know, somebody points a gun at you. Like, all that he needs to do is squeeze his finger and you're dead. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I, what? what is the problem with yeah, it's fair game, man. his life? You put a gun at somebody? Yeah. yeah. Richie, Richie was the one <laughs> who, uh, who reminded me about this Daniel Perry. This was he came over to the house uh, that, you know, whatever, a couple days after we shot and he was telling me about it and uh i couldn't remember for the life of me and then he sent me the video and i was like oh yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah, uh, it's coming back now that you're yeah it. and um uh, it was like near an overpass right yeah uh i don't remember no no no. i think it was like in the middle of in the I'm middle sure of downtown video yeah but um damn yeah it was uh it's like one of those things like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, right? You roll the dice and hope that this guy doesn't decide to just kill you. Yeah. Or you defend yourself and risk being in prison the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah, that's insane. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, I have no sympathy for someone who's in the streets pointing guns at people. And, no, and, and you know, you, you know what? Put the, down. You know what the it. crappy part about this <laughs> is, too? If, like, he was in, like, another part of Texas, like, 100%, he gets off. Not guilty. Yeah. Right. But because he's in Austin and it's Austin. Yeah. Like he it's also funny because guilty, like, you know, in this case, right? Like all the same. I don't know. I don't want to say all the same because I'm sure that kind of there's some overlap. But I, I would imagine most of the people who are out like just fucking up in arms right now about like, oh, we need more gun laws and all this shit because of like school shootings and all that stuff. Um, those are probably a lot of the same people who would be on the side of the guy who was in the streets pointing guns at people. Like they would be like, "Oh, right. it's good that this guy's in in jail for defending himself." Like, yeah, well, they wouldn't exactly. say defending himself, but right, you know, they'd right. say for killing someone exactly because they were exercising their right to protest. And yeah. It's like, no, you're out in the streets waving a guns. gun around. Yeah, that's not like you're. You should be killed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's diff- that's very different than protesting, so, right? Don't yeah, get me he, wrong. He pointed this at this dude. Yeah, don't yeah. get me wrong. Like I'm, I'm fine with open carry, and I think it's cringe. But like, if someone had a gun like strapped to their back and wasn't like actively pointing it at someone, I wouldn't consider that a threatening behavior. But when you're literally wielding the gun and pointing it at people, you deserve to be killed. That's just you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have no problem if you point a gun at somebody. And, uh, oh yeah, that's right. This guy was a former U.S. Army Cavalry Scout. Yes. Yep. They, yep. That's the guy. <laughs> Man, what a bad guy to point a gun at. <laughs> no yeah. shit. He reacted very quickly to that. Uh, yeah. Right. It's, you're, that's not somebody you're going to point a gun gun at and uh, you get know, away with it. Not get. <laughs> well, he shot. You never know who's driving Uber. He shot. Right? Th- he shot through his front window. Um, I think it was the side window. Oh. The guy came up to the side of the car. Well, isn't the front window kind of hard to shoot through? Uh, any window is hard to shoot through. But yeah, yeah especially yeah. the front window it's because beveled. it's yeah, oh. it's angled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll what, like deflect it downward. Yeah. What What you end up doing is you actually end up shooting 
You have to shoot through repeatedly the, through the hole, basically. Oh uh, yeah. You, you have, have to, to shoot punch. more than once, yeah. and then you shoot through the hole. So you gotta make you a created. bullet glory hole. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Damn. Make a glory hole and then and just bullets. through it. Um. Yeah. Ca- Cavalry Scouts actually one of those uh, one of those army MOSs that's like it's like a great way to get a purple heart because <laughs> those guys are like they're like the guys that go out and scout ahead of oh yeah battle groups and like yeah. You know, so he's, uh, scope out the terrain before the actual army gets is, there. Is that not on? Oh, I don't have the thing out they're here. They're the first ones Ooh. to get hit by the IEDs. I'm actually going to grab exactly. it. Yeah, yeah they're usually the ones getting hit. We need like, it? Yeah. No, I just wanted to show you guys the picture of the guy pointing the gun at him. But Oh, uh, damn. I, I'll show you guys later. Send, send it in the chat. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Send it in the chat. Yeah, I, yeah. Okay. But uh, um, one thing so, that, so, yeah. hey, <laughs> no, that comes to mind is like, uh, what well, the you know the non-aggression principle comes to mind, yeah, you know, yeah, as well being libertarians and like, and it's always that like debate like when you cross that line, you know, right, yeah, and like when someone points a gun at you, yeah, like aggression uh, is warranted, at yeah, that point. yeah, at that, at that point, like, and, and that that that's like you know, and that's tricky too, especially when you're talking about like countries and hey, we're going to fire a nuke at you. Is that fair game? You know, right. and then also you have to deal with like, you know, the falsehoods of your government saying things like that. But, but right. uh, I mean, when someone's pointing a gun at you personally and it's happening in front of your face, I, that's fair game, man. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure he's going to be saying like, I'm going to shoot you. I don't see how there's any yeah. debate in that. No. So Texas must not be a standard ground state then, right? Yeah, because I feel like in Florida, you're good game. Yeah, Florida, that. That, that guy didn't go to court. Well, I mean, no. re- re- regardless if it's stand your ground or not, if you have some dickbag DA, you know, I guess. Th- you still have to make the argument that it was a stand your ground. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it still goes to court. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 100%. I mean, there's... I mean, that guy in Florida, the road rage got off. I would assume this guy would have got off in Florida. Yeah. Oh, I think he still gets, I think he gets off in Florida. I just... Well, again, it depends on what county you're in. If you've got... True, you know, true. If you're, you know, the DA in your county doesn't, is not a big gun person. I wonder, though, if they have a similar, uh, like, law in Texas, like we uh, do. Yeah, uh, Texas is one of a number of states that yeah. enforces a stand-your-ground law. Okay. The so law essentially allows someone to defend themselves if they feel their life is in danger. However, there's a very fine line on what could to constitute self-defense and what is unnecessary <laughs> force. Mm-hmm. So it's insane that they, they yeah. like... Yeah, the your life is in danger be. thing is, <clears throat> it's really... Uh, Subjective. It well, it's it, it. There's a very like you know you can't just be like you know some guys coming at you with a knife from like fifty feet away and you're standing next to your car and then you just drop them like yeah, you can't do that stupid. like yeah like if if oh, you have an opportunity back. to get out of the situation you have mm-hmm. to take that opportunity exactly so like if a guy's running at you with a knife from fifty yards away you need to get in your car and leave like right. that's the first. Move. I don't know if but I if he has that. you backed up into a corner, then know. yeah, you can fucking drop him. But you, that's kind of how it. But he sees the opportunity and like run towards him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean, I he like puts himself in a corner. Oh yeah. no! Don't stab me. <laughs> I just don't know. That's that's such a like. I understand why that like some people believe in that, but like that's such a weird thing to be like. I must run away mm-hmm. rather than just say if I had a gun on me, pull and just shoot. It is pretty dumb. I I mean. If I was making the laws, I would say, you know, if someone's running at you with a knife, fucking kill them. Yeah. And that's fine. That's, yeah. uh, you yeah. Know, yeah. that's I mean, me. If I'm making the laws. It feels super reasonable. 
I feel like, like why is it why is it on people, my I feel like you have a lot less people running at people with knives. Yeah, like why is it <laughs> why is it on me to get the fuck out of like a public space? Exactly. Like it's on him to not run at me with a knife. Yeah, exactly. You know, like I don't so care if he's a hundred yards away. Like I'm uh, dropping him. That's yeah. But you know, that's the reality of Chris our sees legal someone system. making fucking uh, chicken milanese in their kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> feels like that motherfucker. <laughs> pop, pop, pop. Uh, he's in his car yeah. driving by. <laughs> Did that one video you sent? Was that you that sent the video of the guy kicking the car? Yeah, yeah. So some guy's like kicking his pickup truck, mm-hmm. and the guy just fucking drops him. Well, he like, like the guy kicks what the bumper like three times, and then turns to the guy, and then he pulls his gun and just triple fucking, taps him. Yeah, and it's like someone uh, saying he's not alive anymore. It's a it's a shame somebody was filming that because that is definitely not going to fly as self defense. No. no, but also if you kick somebody's car. Yeah. You should maybe expect to get shot. Yeah. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Especially if it's a pickup. Yeah. I'm not saying I, <laughs> I necessarily hope, agree or disagree. I but hope that guy somehow gets off, but he's not going to. No. Yeah. And this, I mean, hopefully there's more context to that where he's like, I'm going to rape your child and, <laughs> yeah. you know, kill at your least, family. At least some verbal threats so yeah. we can, like, yeah. At least level Then he somehow. shows some aggression by kicking your truck. And then yeah. once he turns to you, yeah. you're like, yeah, I was good. Well, I, I, yeah, guess, I guess the one, the one, not, I want to say plus, but the one advantage he has is like the guy's dead. Yeah, so he can't be a witness. Well, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. like no, 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 the, he said uh, he was gonna kill me. That's a legitimate argument. A yeah. lot of self defense. As the uh, as the chief RSO, well, didn't Joe tell us? Oh no, it was uh, it was fucking uh, Bill, uh, who who was telling us that is you know a lawyer. He was oh like, yeah, yeah. He was like, yeah, you know, if I have to pull my gun on someone, they're not gonna testify against me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I was like, you know what? He's a lawyer. I trust his uh yeah. I trust his uh, his judgment on that. So I'm gonna go with the same thing. If I ever have to pull my gun on someone, they're not gonna testify against me. Yeah. <laughs> That's always been a big thing. You're yeah. gonna end up on a shirt, buckaroo. <laughs> yeah. People always say like someone breaks in your house and like you defend yourself, it's always better to like they're dead than Yeah, it's always better to kill them. Well, because because you know? the, there's also an argument that if you don't, were you really in danger for your yeah. life? Right? Like if you were in danger mm-hmm. for your life, you would have killed him. Yep. You know what I mean? So right. it's like, I obviously that's going to depend on your the state you live in and how that's perceived, but um, I think it's an argument nonetheless. Yeah, true. Yep. You yeah. shoot him 15 times, and well, no, not 15 times, maybe yeah. five times, and then you render medical aid just to show that you yeah. maybe get <laughs> You yourself. throw a stack of napkins on top of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just get the Chick-fil-A napkins out of the glove compartment. Yeah. The, the, cop, the cops show up. There's three bullet holes in his forehead, and you have a tourniquet on his leg. You're like, I yeah. <laughs> no. There's three bullet holes on his forehead and a tourniquet around his neck. Yeah. <laughs> and you, ju- you just packed his forehead holes with, like, gauze. Yeah. And just tighten the tourniquet around his neck. You're like, you put a chest seal stuck. over his mouth. Oh. You 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 broke it open some, like, bullets, and you put uh, b- gunpowder in the holes. Yeah. Lighting like, on fire. Just what the fuck? I'm trying to clot the bleeding. You're like, I don't have any medical training. I did my best. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my Holy God. Shit. That video going around. Uh, he cut guy. off his dick and put it in his mouth. That actually be. <laughs> You're just like, I was trying to. That'd be a gnarly way to kill somebody. Put a put a chest seal over their mouth. Because <laughs> yeah. they'd be able to exhale, but they wouldn't be able to breathe in. Yeah. Oh, dang. It's like, you know, like it's basically like a one way valve. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, wow. This is this. Wow. What a great first 20 minutes of yeah. the episode, boys. Yeah, so if you want to kill someone. <laughs> yeah. Dang. Uh, go, go for that guy. He shouldn't go to jail. Yeah, cool for him to 
and partying him. F all those jury bitches who. Yeah, that was a, that was a question I was going to ask. Is I mean, this might be a stupid one, but okay, what like does every like how what what is the parameters for a jury to even be appointed? Mm. Like every like everything or. As long as it's not like minimal or what? I think if I think if the DA, I I I think if the state presses charges, then it goes to a jury. If the state doesn't choose to press charges, there's no case. Okay. Basically, I I, again, I'm not a lawyer, so I I don't. And I guess as long as it's not like a civil thing that like taking. Well, right, you could still always be charged civilly, I guess. But um, as far as like criminal, Mm. I think if the state, it's always a jury. Yeah. yeah, or yeah, if there is a case, yeah. right? I wish I knew how the law worked a lot more. Cause yeah. I think it's a waste of time. It is kind of a waste of time, yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> when you do need it, do whatever you want. Just don't tell anybody. Yeah, don't fine. get caught, and don't ever. I started watching from the police. I started yeah. watching. Um, there's a show on Netflix called something Prisons. I don't know, maybe the world's crazy. I don't know, kind of a stupid name, but it's a guy who was convicted of a murder in Britain and he and he was in a, a British jail for like 12 years and then he got out and he made this show and he like goes around and like goes to all these like crazy prisons like in Russia and Bosnia and stuff and uh it's actually pretty interesting like there's like uh he was just in a uh prison in Cyprus so wait, did he actually murder this person? No, no, no. He was, uh, yeah, no, he was wrongfully, he was, he was wrongfully, wrongfully wow. uh, convicted. Yeah. Damn. So, that and he's, and he's like a gnarly looking dude too. He's got like Julian Assange. Uh, no, <laughs> no, but he's got like this like gnarly scar on his face where he was cut open in, in prison and like, oh shit, yeah, like because because so he goes in as like a um, like a, a felon every time he goes to one of these prisons, and so they, he like goes through the whole process. And then he goes and he gets like so a... So they put him in the system as if he was a exactly. prisoner? So okay. that's... And, that, and he's kind of like... He's like undercover? It's like kind of like judging the jail. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Wow. It's, yeah. So it's he like... like uh, it's pretty interesting. Uh, it's like Yelp for jails. Yeah. <laughs> nice. He's like, this is pussy shit. Yeah. 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 And then he'll go to this like... Italian jail. Yeah. This fucking biscotis for breakfast. This is bullshit. Mm, this guy, yeah. No, but this, <laughs> j- this, this <laughs> prison in Cyprus was like... It was like wild. Dude. Cyprus? Like, Where's that? In uh, G- Greece? Oh. No, it, no, it's an island in the Mediterranean. Okay, well, right. it's it's like half Greek, half Turkish. Okay, kind of. yeah. Okay, yeah. I knew it was somewhere over there. Sounds like a spicy woman to me. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a spicy one. It's a yeah. Anyway, so it, it was interesting because it was like very like progressive, but uh, it, it was cool. It seemed like it was working. Like it was, you know, it was interesting. So it was like a progressive jail system, but it was like it was working well. Yeah, like it was like they were very like non-aggressive towards the inmates, and they had like a lot of channels for like like counseling and like self-development and stuff. Yeah. It, it, it was pretty interesting. It, they got like a new director who was like a woman. It, it, was, it was it was like a, actually a pretty interesting Boo. story. I think you see like <laughs> some of these freaking jails like in Bosnia and stuff, and like yeah. they like they're like locked up like they're just like hours shoving stuff up your butt. And- yeah, it's hor- like you know, it's like you know. They're just waiting to kill a guard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why these people are particularly friendly to the guard and stuff? It, it was interesting, but yeah, there is something to be said about like the whole progressive style of um, like incarceration. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I think, I think, I think there's, there's like, something good for like there. people who are in there who are like drug addicts. They actually have like yeah. programs for them, and, right? Like 
people come out actually which like, I, I well-rounded think to citizens. Quote, to quote one of my favorite artists, Serge Tankian of System of a Down, <laughs> all research and successful drug policies show that treatment should be increased and law enforcement decreased while abolishing mandatory minimum sentences. Mm. Wow. Mm. You guys remember System that of a Down? That guy's wise beyond his years. Yeah. Of course Dude, I remember I've, System I've of been, a Down. I've been on like a System of a Down jam. kick these past like week and a half, and mm. uh, listening to them as an adult with like the mm-hmm. views I have now... Shit, yeah, their lyrics fucking hard. slap. Yeah, shit yeah. is pretty hard. Uh, I probably wouldn't agree. I, we like we probably wouldn't get along that well. I feel like they feel like they probably they're they're almost communist. Probably like yes, pretty close. that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah. Maybe but, like social liberal. Like, but you they, know. what what I enjoy about their music is I don't know. Right, their biggest things were like war, drugs, and like a lot and, of shit that and those are all things we agree on. Them, right, with. a lot yeah. of shit that libertarians could get behind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're fucking yeah. Like when it comes to domestic policy stuff, we'd probably, probably disagree suck. with yeah, them they're probably... very much. But yeah. <clears throat> All right. So, um, with that out of the way, <laughs> little fun banter. Uh, we've got two articles we're going to talk about. Um, one of them is a report written by uh, the New York Post, and it is titled "Biden Turning to Social Media Influencers." To help connect with younger voters. And we also have a Florida-specific news. Um, It was the Florida law banning firearm sales to people younger than 21 upheld by federal appeals court. So we will... uh, Dickhead Rick Scott to thank for that one. Yeah, that creepy man. All right, I guess (laughs) we'll jump into this, uh, this Biden story. Get this one out of the way. Uh, Biden turning to social media influencers to help connect with younger voters. The Biden administration is tapping prominent TikTokers and social media influencers to help court young voters as the Democrat gears up for re-election, according to a report. The digital strategy team for President Biden is connecting with hundreds of influencers across the country who would promote the 80-year-old's record in the Oval Office to help draw in voters ages 18 to 29 who don't already follow the White House or the Democratic Party on various online platforms. The effort is reportedly spearheaded by staffer Rob Flaherty, who will lead four digital staffers in the White House and was named assistant to the president, which was the same rank as the communications director and press secretary. Reaching young voters is so critical to Biden that social media influencers who are unpaid could have their own briefing room inside the White House mm-hmm. to work in person or remote- remotely. We actually asked the White House, when are we going to get press briefing passes? 20-year-old TikToker Harry Cizan told the outlet. They were actually they actually were very responsive to it. The NYU student has more than 663,000 followers on TikTok and delivers a brief report days days biggest news event on the platform on one platform. The White House also reportedly plans to connect the influencers who have local followings when Biden travels to a certain state. Ironically, the push comes the same time the White House has signaled its willingness to sign off on legislation that would ban TikTok or force its sale because of the platform owner's ties to the Chinese government and fears it has access to the platform's user data. Last September, the White House got TikToker Daniel Mack, who has gained a massive following, asking drivers of knives cars what they do for a living to ask Biden the same question at the Detroit Auto Show. The clip of Biden's answer where he touted making more electric cars was seen 38 million times on TikTok. We're trying to reach young people, but also moms who use different platforms to get information and climate activists and people whose main way of getting information is digital. 
White House Deputy Chief of Staff Jen O'Malley told Axios, the woman would help counteract the the move would help counteract the huge following former President Trump, who is running for president in 2024, has on some social media platforms. Uh, I'm glad that the New York Post pointed this out, that while Biden is trying to get a task force of social media influencers, he's also trying to ban the largest social media platform. <laughs> uh, it's pretty funny. But um, this isn't the first time we've seen stuff like this, right? Didn't... Um, didn't Biden do this pretty early in his administration? He had a bunch of influencers come to like a dinner at the White House and they all kind of mm-hmm. promoted him. And yeah. 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 So he just announced today that he's running again. Yeah. In, I in saw, yeah, yeah, I saw that. yeah. 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 So, so that should be interesting. Let's see how long he lives for now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the, the Democratic Party just like kills them all. <laughs> I mean,. It would be the least suspicious death. Right. Yeah, because you'd just be like, well... He's old. He was going to die. Mm. Anyways. What's that uh, vitamin that you can uh, overdose on and it mimics a heart attack? Is it potassium? Potassium, potassium yeah. We talk yeah. about it all the time. Yeah. yeah. So all they got to do is pump him up with potassium in his sleep, and it's, oh, Biden had a heart attack. No no questions. Yeah. Too much ice cream. Too much, Too much chalky chip. Chalky chip. Chocolate chocolate chip. Uh, what was I going to say? Influencers, yeah, social media, Biden. TikTok, Biden, I don't know, pregnancies, pregnancies, potassium. This is banana, I don't know. bananas. Yeah, monkeys. That's a lot of bananas. Obama. You probably do gotta like really get after. Yeah, the you probably would shit yourself before you eat enough potassium for bananas. Yeah. yeah, yep, yeah, yep, 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 yep. Uh, so yeah, any other thoughts? I don't know. I think this is kind of interesting that it's getting talked about because. I don't know. It's weird. It's not weird, but it's interesting that this is happening through influencers and people talk about it. But this happens all the time via like news outlets, right? And it's nothing I think the normal people think about really. Kind of what we talked about before. You know, CNN is more of a left leaning, so any any whatever the left establishment wants, they kind of push forward. You know, Fox is the same thing with the right. Right. So it's kinda of interesting this is like an influencer based this is like the new medium. Right? Yeah, it's weird too because a lot of these influencers are fucking retarded. Yeah, and that's who—that's why they're fun. Yeah, I think we should go back to o- only white landowners should vote. <laughs> <laughs> There's white landowners. Yeah, uh, no, but in all seriousness, it, it is—I um, understand the angle, but it is a very bizarre tactic to—I don't know. I mean, it, you know, it says in the article that they're unpaid but they're unpaid by the white house i mean imagine what this does to their platforms right yeah. sure there's yeah. so like to say it's unpaid and not like immediately think that there's more incentive than just payment for people to do this mm-hmm. like you take these kids they don't fucking care about anything they're no. just fucking influencers they just want the biggest following and whatever comes with that right how do you do that Getting involved with the White House? That seems like a fucking great way to do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you tell this 20-year-old kid, hey, the White House will support you if you support the president. I mean, especially they'll say whatever the fuck you want them to say. Especially because they're probably targeting specifically TikTokers and stuff who already put out content that kind of agrees with the White House. uh, Right. 
you know, narrative on things. Yeah. So. And even if they didn't, right? I mean, you take a 20-year-old yeah. kid who... You could flip a 20-year-old pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's... Yeah. For sure. Uh, okay. So, the big question here is, like, does this help him or not really? Or does this help the Democratic Party? I don't... <clears throat> Ah, damn, I don't, I don't uh, know, man. I think this is gonna be another one of those election cycles where it's just everybody just fucking like shuddering up, you know, shuddering up. Like no one says who they're really gonna like. Vote for. Everyone's oh. just gonna fuck their fucking throw their anchors in the water and just fucking. Yeah. This is my guy. This is my guy. And it's yeah. All I know is it's gonna be so much fun. <laughs> the thing with the kids, though, is. That's I think everybody's always going after them because it's such a big market of votes, but they just never vote. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's one of those things where I guess it's smart to do because if you can get some return, it's better than getting no return on it. It's yeah. smarter to go after the Mexicans. True. I'm just I don't know. The Latinos. <laughs> yeah. Well, they they have like kind of like over the last two elections have kind of like shifted what they had normally vote, right? Well, the Cubans. Yeah. They like the No, but I, I well, think yeah, I the think Cubans like, have always voted Republican for yeah, the most part. Uh, yeah. But yeah, but I I think uh as a whole Latinos have kind of shifted Republican. Yeah, yeah I think I think yeah. Trump had the highest um oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Latin vote. Vote, yeah. Yeah. Any Republican, right? What? For, out, of, out of any Republican. Yeah. Which is crazy. Hmm. And this kind of coincides with something I saw uh, earlier today is that uh, Twitter now is going to give certain Twitter handles a tag for state propaganda. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. They did, I know where you're going with this. They did that with NPR. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, I hope they do that with NPR. And they're yeah. fucking <laughs> pissed. Yeah. So, like, it's interesting because now that I don't think TikTok, because TikTok doesn't care. But. If you have more social media that kind of labels everything as it is or as they see it is, right? I wonder if that changes anything then. That's good because NPR has always gotten like the pass on that shit. Yeah, being like like, middle of the road. Yeah, people always people always say like, oh, NPR is like a great middle of the road. Yeah, you know, unbiased source. And I'm just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, are you listening to the same thing? We've never taught that thought that but, but people but do people think yeah. that people yeah. think that npr is a middle of the road unbiased source that's like everything it is always been anything told, but that right they're a fucking state propaganda arm their yeah. grandfather was always like you know your grandpa's like oh i just put npr on i don't really care about the yeah, politics we, yeah you know? i just listen to npr because i just want to unbiased v- yeah. view yeah, yeah. it's like shut the fuck up dude have you listened to the shit yeah. Yeah. shut up grandpa so, uh, go back to your fucking cemetery dead fuck <laughs> Throw you over the bridge, Grandpa, you dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah. my grandpa now is so brutally honest. It is uh, amazing. That's great. Like the other day, I love he, like, brutally walked, honest old He, like, men. walks by me, he, like, points at my stomach, he's like, nice. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. I like, looked at him, I'm like, okay, man. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, it's pretty funny. You gotta love brutally honest old people. Like yeah. oh, it just, you know, yeah. they're just trying to put I you was in line. My, gra- my grandma passed away. He just like just says exactly what he wants. <laughs> nice. He like what one day we were all. I think you were there actually, but we were all like outside and just hanging out. Like I think we were smoking cigars or whatever. And the girls were with us. Uh, and he came yeah. out and like, um, you know, my aunt, well, uh, aunt, my aunt Renee, Nick's mom, and my stepmother were in, like in the kitchen like doing the dishes. 
And then when, uh, like some yeah. girl, the girls are with us, and he's like, "Hey," he's like, "Ah," he came out like all like grand and excited. And he's like, I him, him and my dad, which is a fucking yeah, it was deadly great. combo. Yeah, and he like he like comes out. He's like, yeah, it's, uh, time to pass the torch, ladies. And he's like, time for you guys to get in there and start doing dishes. <laughs> that was great. Literally just like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. I was like looking around. Like, I got the biggest heart on I've ever had. My <laughs> grandpa knows what yeah. he's talking about. Daddy, daddy gut, you know, yeah. just coming there, dropping the ball. Anyways, that's beside the <laughs> point. Swinging his big old Deutschama. I know. <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. Yeah. I was like, Oof, good thing there's no juice here, huh? <laughs> yeah. It could have got hairy. Yeah. Quick. Good thing Alex wasn't there. Ooh, boy. I love when he does shit like that. Like, <laughs> super, like, just not with the times, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, my grandma, like, 100% would have never let that happen, <laughs> you know? But she's not there to stop him. Yeah. yeah. Says so he just does it. The yeah. shackles are off. I feel like he inherited some of grandma's, like, like he never had to speak up because grandma always did. Yeah. She yeah. was a little feisty bitch. Uh, yeah, exactly. And now that she's gone, grandpa's like, oh, I guess I got to say shit now. Yeah. And then, like, the way he says it is, like, <laughs> just straightforward. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, grandma might pull you aside and be like, hey, do this. You should probably help. He just says it out loud yeah. in front of everyone. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Women well, to the kitchen now. <laughs> I mean, pretty much, yeah. Women, the much kitchen it. is calling. Exactly <laughs> how it went. Men, keep smoking and drinking. That is fine. <laughs> and, and that the, is what you were born to do. And the, <laughs> the best part is that's exactly what we were doing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Me and Cameron had a glass of whiskey and a cigar. Yeah. And he, he's like, it's time we pass the torch. Women. Yeah. Go clean. Yeah, and Emily was already busting my balls about something, which was like, oh. the timing was impeccable. <laughs> it was. And then he just walks out there and he's like, go do dishes. <laughs> I just looked at that. I'm like, God, <laughs> did you do this? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, it was it was phenomenal. She lay looking at me. I'm like, what, are you going to not do dishes? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. don't disrespect my grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I don't agree with him, but I mean, he said it. I'm like, I didn't say it. Respect uh, your elders. Oh, uh, it's funny. Good stuff. <laughs> they, what were we talking about a second ago? Propaganda of the state. Oh, NPR. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah oh, what the, the, that was. Um, so for some reason, Emily's like radio got stuck on NPR. Mm. And oh, like God. before, like her phone connected. So like from here to like the light at 27th and 60, like we had to listen to NPR. And uh, yeah, dude, for the like the week it was stuck on there, you're like, this is very obviously not. Are very obviously a biased news station. Yeah, like I mean, they were still talking about Trump, and this oh was my like God. That weeks was, ago. That was when it w- became so obvious. I was going to say they I were. noticed it, was it during way the more. Trump administration. Yeah, I noticed it way more. It when... was so evident. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you look at the people who are reporting on NPR, like they're all like granola people. Yeah, you know, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you know, if Quakers. you know what I mean, you know what I mean. All the so. foods and all the nuts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's not what I was thinking. Bunch oh. of fruits and nuts. Bones of bones of bones of bones of Yeah, so any last comments on that before we go into the other thing? Nope. Yeah. I also say it doesn't help him, but whatever. Yeah, I don't. I mean. I kind of I kind of agree with what you said a minute ago. It's going to be, I think it's going to be everybody like buckling down. Mm-hmm. Although, like, I do wonder about how Trump being indicted helps him. Versus DeSantis. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting uh, argument. I actually think that there already was a... Oh. oh <laughs> You're I connected, connected to, to the wrong TV. TV. Oh. What, you can't watch TV? <laughs> it's good though, right? 
Oh, I don't. Were you trying to watch TV? <laughs> that sucks. Babe, just use the other remote. You can no, just that. watch TV in your room. <laughs> get on the iPad. Is, Is it off? TV. Yeah, it's go. off. God, why is why is your wife such a bitch? <laughs> um, no, you know what you do is you like put something gnarly on that uh, screen, like right you now. You have a picture of your bowl. <laughs> no, she can hear that. <laughs> she knows. She's like, no, don't you dare. Uh, <laughs> the only reason I that crossed my mind is because I'd done it before. Yeah, you know, yeah. like I hear like smoking a cigar, and all of a sudden I'm like, eh, I'll put some alien porn on. All of a sudden you hear, <laughs> or you see it like some girl pooping out eggs. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. My Easter. favorite Easter See porn. some green flapping lips. <laughs> hey, what what's Easter? Easter? Like, we could do that. What's Easter, Easter porn? Yeah. <laughs> All right, come on. Uh, yeah, I'm not no good bl- with that. No blaspheming. Yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> oh, yeah. You guys get caught on fire. I always forget Easter's a religious thing. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we don't yeah, know it's how. Not he... all, it's not about eggs and bunnies. Yeah, right? yeah. We don't know how he came out of that crypt. <laughs> I'm saying it might have been on a skateboard. <laughs> Probably. I hope it <laughs> was. Stupid, stupid videos. I love that video. dude. I heard it was on a 450F, dude. A motorcycle. A he dirt just, bike. He revs it out. Just skin marks. And then he went straight to the beach and uh, kiteboarded. Yeah, uh, yeah. I love, I love those fucking. <laughs> uh, explain this, then atheist. Yeah. And it's like it's like some guy dude dressed, dressed up as Jesus, Jesus doing some He's insane like dirt shit. biking to the beach and yeah. fucking kiteboarding. Yeah. yeah. And then he pulls a Christ air. That was I, the I feel part. like the. I feel like the. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> I feel like the Catholic Church is really missing out on like opportunities to modernize. I know religion. Yeah, that's yeah. why they're. That's why religion. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but it, religion is still like, like not failing, but like, it's on a down. Like, less and less people are religious, right? Yeah, it's always it's always kind of like on a downward spiral. I think yeah. it's slowed down recently, though. But yeah, I mean, one of the things about the Catholic Church that for me kind of like. I like is like the tradition though. So, so I, I, they should keep the tradition, but then also add some like skateboarding. <laughs> I think they, uh, I think they That's need to consult with the, uh, the black church. Yeah. Like the black um, church is fun. Yeah. Black church looks like a lot of fun. It can't yeah. be in it some, can, can be kind of crazy. Some aspects. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Catholic churches are very boring. <laughs> yeah, for the most part. Yeah, I mean, that's I, what I, I grew up going to. Yeah, that's I mean, why I'm even not religious though, anymore. Yeah. Even though I'm a, I'm a Protestant, like I agree with Chris on like the fact that like there's a lot of traditions that the Protestants kind of like throw out and don't look at as like seriously as like a Catholic do. Right. You know, you know, like communion. You know, like yeah. I think that's a bigger deal it, than. I mean, it is a two thousand year old religion. You know, yeah. So it's like, yeah, yeah, that, that's a part of it, but. Yeah, no, I mean, we de- yeah, there's definitely, like, stuff that Protestants kind of look at. I mean, tradition can be really good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I will say, though. I like traditions. I always kind of, like, shit on, like, you know, the whole, like, rock band church thing. Mm-hmm. And But then this past weekend, wait, I wait, went. Wait, 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 There's churches that play rock band? Well, just, like, <laughs> no. you know. I love that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be <laughs> sick. But, like, but then I went to a church that had kind of, like, they had that rock band vibe, but they kind of like toned it down, yeah. you know, to be like maybe mm-hmm. a little more reverent or something. Yeah. But it was like, I was like, if you're going to be rock band, you got to be like rock band. You know, like, yeah, I was like, I didn't like the fact that they toned it down. Yeah. I was just like, what the hell is this? They're like yeah. half and half. Like, why is the drum set not loud? Yeah. yeah. This is bullshit. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, if you're going to play drums, play the drums. Like, right. Right. <laughs> It, see, like even even though I've always been in like a you know like a like a church that had you know guitar and drums yeah. and everything like that, like 
you know, for some, for, for like the reasoning that like the Catholic church and other like Orthodox type churches don't have that type of music is because, I mean, it just doesn't fit the vibe. Well, it doesn't fit the vibe, but there was also like a, there's also reasoning behind it too. It's like the point it was, it was supposed to be like a time of like reverence yeah, and like worship and like, there's not supposed to be like dancing and whatever. Yeah. It's actually, they're actually like the hymns are like intended so they can't be dancing yeah. because they're not like repetitive and like, they're not, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't get into a groove. Yeah. It's, it's meant to, you know, and, uh, it's like that part like of it, a, I'm like, I like that, that, that seems like a good idea. It's but supposed to be more time. ritualistic than celebratory. Yeah, I think it can still be celebratory. It just but needs like to be like in, more in a revered aspect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. But uh, yeah. but yeah, but yeah, I mean that whatever. This is just a weird. I wonder topic, if there's but. any uh like Viking churches. Like I want to go yeah. see a, well, a goat sacrifice. Somewhere. Pagans. Come on, oh, pagans. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's like a pagan, pa- like, like a, pagan type. Yeah, no yeah. pagans. Yeah, they about, all died out because it was a false religion. <laughs> You're talking about Bohemian Grove. Yeah, <laughs> some kind of like weird satanic yeah, like Bohemian cult. Grove. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, closest. Yeah, no, that the closest thing to that was Epstein Island that got shut down. Yeah, yeah, bummer. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. No, I've I've always said if like yeah, that's I, a good point. I could go back to <laughs> any like one event in history, it would be like some like wild ass Viking ritual. Oh yeah, not necessarily a sacrifice, but like not a sacrifice or a sacrifice. Um, cool. But no, like watching, you know. Granted, I I understand it's a TV show. Like I understand it's probably it's real. Yeah, I understand <laughs> it's dramatized for you know cinematic effect purposes. But watching those, I in my head, I imagine that's pretty exact for uh, what it was like. And yeah. I'm like, damn, I want to go to one. Of I those. would honestly love to go to like, I would love to go to like a Catholic mass during the time when when like Viking things were like Viking yeah. sacrifices were happening, and just. Compare that to like even the most traditional Catholic mass today, and yeah. see like how those compare. How far sure. off they are? Like how far they've changed? Imagine how even s- like the most traditional Catholic mass today, if it's even anything close to what. Imagine Catholic how mass sad was those like masses. The were. year nine hundred, you know. Yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. like, like your son day. just your son just got killed by Vikings, and now you're in Catholic mass, <laughs> just like dude eating, some, eating a dried biscuit. Some seven, <laughs> some seven foot tall, like three hundred pound ogre Viking just skull fucked your kid. To yeah. Death. yeah, yeah, like uh, well, and your wife. Yeah. And you watched it, and then he's like just slaughtering a goat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, man. yeah, getting high as shit in the woods. Yeah, I feel yeah, I feel like the the closest thing to that would be some kind of. Some kind of cult that does mushrooms in the woods. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. gonna be the closest thing. And they got Bohemian Grove. I don't like Probably. how you guys are kind of coming at the Vikings as hard as you are. <laughs> <laughs> Vikings are punks, dude. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They, they fucking <laughs> until they weren't. When yeah, they got was, converted, they, right? They fucking terrorized yeah, they most of that, that area for like a little, very long time. Because you fucking pussy ass Catholics gonna do shit until, <laughs> until, we, until we did. And, until the fucking uh, uh, all right. Well, wait, wait. wait, wait. <laughs> Let's, until they let's all became until they straight. all became Christians, you guys couldn't fight. There were crusades in the in the north. People forget about that. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't do shit to the Vikings. Vikings already oh, no, converted by that. No, yeah, it is kind of weird no. that Vikings converted so easily. Yeah, it is kind. That is kind of interesting. Then they did it for the puss. <laughs> well, I mean, they were getting it regardless. You know what it was? They saw how <laughs> yeah. they saw how yeah right. But they still, saw how freaky think. those Christian chicks were. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah, and they were like, you know what? <laughs> hey, ain't so bad. It actually—it's actually not bad when they're yeah. not screaming to stop. <laughs> it's actually better. Well, it was interesting. Oh my god! What? Oh my god! What was interesting about Where that whole thing? It this? was like it was not long after 
they got to uh, to uh, to Britain, right? Because for for the for for a very long time, they never sailed west. Then once they sailed west and got to Britain, it wasn't long after that that they all kind of converted. Yeah, it's like God's hey, real. Man. Yeah, it's <laughs> Christian religion. Yeah, like, oh, shit. <laughs> well, that's not what I was getting at at all. <laughs> what, I, what I was getting at is like just having a more like open perspective and meeting new people. <laughs> <laughs> you really, really, really change your, uh, you know, how you uh. perceive the world. <laughs> shit, dude, it's that's true. funny. It's true. Yeah, Vikings, pretty base bros. Yep. Not really. <laughs> all right, Florida law banning firearm sales to people younger than 21 upheld by federal court. Federal Appeals Court. A law passed in Florida in the wake of the Parkland school shooting that requires individuals to be at least 21 years old to purchase firearms was upheld by a federal appeals court on Thursday. The Florida legislature passed the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School Public Safety Act. Wow. Talk about pulling on heartstrings. You right? Name, you name, it you after name an act after a shooting. Mm-hmm. Well, no, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, that was the name of the school. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a stupid name. Uh, yeah, the Florida... No wonder why they shot... Uh, he shot up. <laughs> the Florida legislature passes Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School Public Safety Act with bipartisan support three weeks after the shooting in which a 19-year-old shot and killed 17 people. While the law bans firearm sales to Floridians between the age of 18 and 21, it doesn't prohibit them from possessing guns. The bill also banned bump stocks, an attachment that allows semiotic weapons uh. to fire at a faster rate. The National Rifle Association challenged the law, but the U.S. Court of Appeals for the 11th Circuit ruled the thurs- that Thursday uh, that the law does not violate the Second Amendment. The act's restriction on the sale of firearms to 18 to 20-year-olds is consistent with this national na- nation's relevant historical tradition of firearm regulation, the three-judge panel wrote, which is not true. The NRA did not immediately respond to a request for comment on Thursday evening. Florida legislators could change the law. In the upcoming session, State Rep. Bobby Payne, a Republican, introduced a bill earlier this week that would lower the age to purchase firearms back to 18. Uh, who did they say? 15. Um, so, and, you know, as the resident gun guys, um, I know Chris will attest to this. There's no, like, I, I, I don't know why we leave something so arbitrary uh, as someone's uh, what's the maturity to own a firearm? I don't know why we leave that up to the the state to decide, mm-hmm. right? Because you could have somebody who, for instance, grew up in Kentucky or Wyoming or Montana or Georgia, grew up hunting, right? Or fuck, even Florida. A lot of a lot of us Floridians, we grew up shooting guns. I mean, as almost as old as we could walk, we were shooting guns. You know, so. I think it's insane to just kind of make a blanket law that affects every every everybody and say that oh, okay this is an acceptable age to buy a gun. So so what what happens to the and this goes for anything that has age restrictions on things, right? So the law right now is 21. What about the kid who's 20 in 6 months? What? In 6 months he's going to be mature enough to hold a gun? Yeah. yeah or who's 20 and 11 months old? Or what about the dude who fucking signed up for the military and went up and, and fucking got blown up for that's his country? What I, that's what I was going to say is it's like it even furthers that point of like, you know, whenever the drinking age was up to 21 and they're saying, oh, you're mature enough to die for your country, but you're not mature enough to have a beer. 
and it's like now it's like oh you're mature enough to wield a gun for overseas yeah. for your country. Not only wield but you're a not gun, mature enough to wield a gun for hunting purposes right. in your own country. And and not only to wield a gun, but to wield a gun and use it against people. Like purpose. Right? Yeah. Yeah, like that's the purpose. Right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you you think somebody who is 18 years old has the mental maturity to take another person's life and not be completely like emotionally and mentally fucked up from that for the rest of their life, but they can't own a firearm? Or yep. what about somebody who had a kid when they were 19 or 20? Yeah. You know? Or 16, do- for that matter. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, right, in the extreme case. But what about him? Does He he doesn't have the right to protect his family because he yeah. had a kid young? Exactly. He's mature enough mm-hmm. to, to raise a child, but he's not mature enough to own a firearm? Uh, it's just insane to me that... We it's let we crazy. we always let the like I I I don't know I I don't know how people can kind of level with this idea of letting the state decide who and who isn't mature enough to own a firearm. Mm. So that's he was what nineteen the Parkland shooting guy. I think that's what I just found. Yeah, that's, and again, I, I that's why it's kind of like based on this. Didn't he like take his dad his dad's gun or something? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was I'm a house pretty gun. Sure right? It was his dad's gun. Yeah. So and again, so like this, that law doesn't. This even law wouldn't have shooting. prevented it. It's every time there's a shooting, that's what happens. Is there's laws proposed that wouldn't have prevented the shooting that they're responding to. Oh no, I stand corrected. He did buy it. He bought it legally. Oh, good for him. Nice. Um, Cruz lawfully bought the semi-automatic rifle, according to Peter Fraselli, special agent in charge. Blah blah blah. The gun, a Smith and Wesson M&P. It was, 15 was purchased at Sunrise Tactical Supply, according to the Associated Press. What a what a fucking uh, FUD gun to buy. But, um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you could argue you got the job done. You got the job done. No, actually, the M&P 15 is a good starter AR-15, but I still wouldn't recommend it. Um, no. But, uh, yeah, I I don't know. I think, um, I think that these, either way these laws miss the point because it's just like, what's the fucking, he could have gotten a gun some other way. Yeah. Yeah. And these laws are very predatory in nature, right? Because it was passed within what, three weeks after the shooting? Yes. Or at least proposed. Uh, I, yeah, it was pretty quickly. So it's one of those things where people are passing something in the heat of emotion. It's yeah. not in the heat of that's whatever always, sense That's always have. a bad thing. Is like, yeah, it's always it's passed in the heat of the moment, and it's like that's not a good time to be, you know, Changing. passing laws that affect everybody. Yeah, uh, and that's just the thing is it affects everybody, and this is one kid who had, you know, did one horrible thing. Why does that have to affect everybody? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anything, you should <laughs> you should be <laughs> you should be saying that you should be lowering the age so that these kids in high school can fucking defend themselves because obviously no one else is going to. Yeah. Especially not the fucking coward uh, county sheriff department who. Yeah. As we remember, uh, re- reacted quite similarly to the uh, those Texas uh, police officers at Uvalde. And they decided not to fucking do anything about it. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Unlike the uh, police department in Nashville, 
Those boys did work. Ooh, fucking did work. Yeah. Respect um, to those motherfuckers, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That was that. that was awesome to see how quickly they uh, they got Kid Rock on their side. Yeah, Kid they're, Rock, their Lord and Savior. Yeah, <laughs> the Lord and Savior, Kid Rock. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! He kind of looks like Jesus. He does now. It's very weird. I don't look it up. Um, Redneck Jesus. I, I, another thing that kind of brings me thought of is there's this weird thing that's probably going on for a, longer than I am thinking, but it seems everything's getting pushed farther away, right? Like what last year we talked about tobacco and uh, vape sales being pushed to 21. This law obviously passed back in 2000, late teens, like 16 or 17, right? Uh, Whenever eight, those, yeah, 18, I think yeah. was the shooting. Pushing so, gun purchase to 21. It seems like everything's getting pushed farther away, you know, which is kind of, if you want to say, it's kind of a slippery slope because... You can probably yeah, go back 50 years where you could buy alcohol at the age of 16 in some states. God, right? To live fucking 60 years ago. And now we're seeing it being pushed to 21. Tobacco was probably younger and it was 18. Now it's 21 in a can lot of states. Can you imagine 16 years old, go to the store, buy a handgun, buy a bottle of Jack, drink it, hop in your car, and then go shoot some stuff? I want to live in that world. Yeah. I want to live in that world. For it, sure. you know what, and you know what? Look at the crime rate back then. In, and Look at the crime rate. That's that's when the US that's when the USSR got uh dismantled. Yeah. See? Drinking and driving and shooting fucking uh destroyed the, destroyed the USSR. <laughs> if you wanna if you wanna fight against the Russians now, yeah, you need to drink and drive and shoot. <laughs> but <laughs> it just seems like our country is kind of in the state of over this long period of time pushing these limits farther away at yeah. a uh, you know, lower age. The only thing that's not being pushed, obviously, right, is when can we draft you? Yeah. That's been a steady eighteen. <laughs> like, oh, steady eighteen. That's boy. that's never leaving, right? Yeah, I mean that, that that's World definitely War something II. that like has been rolling over in my mind the whole time we're having this conversation. Is the fact that the government could just take you, or yeah. you can enlist at eighteen, seventeen, and have yeah, and have and they'll take you seventeen. Parents you know, no. equip a gun and do the do your service, but you can't have one as a free. And there's actually, yeah. there's so many stories, and Nick, you'll probably attest to this, listening to fucking podcasts of, like, Navy SEALs and shit, how many of those guys say that they joined early, before they were 18, mm-hmm. and they somehow, like, snuck it past their recruiter that they weren't 18 yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How the fuck, and now as they, a recruiter, do you not, yeah. are you not able to verify that? Like, all yeah. you need is a fucking driver's license yeah, or you know anything. Yeah, you know what it probably is? The recruiter doesn't want to know. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, they don't they work ask on, you. Exactly. Right. They don't ask you they for any piece of identity that might, yeah. I, that might confirm that you're older than, or yeah. younger than yep. 18. Yep. <laughs> well, wait, wait, And now. What country are you from? No, no, no. I don't care. <laughs> not only that, they, they even have now what's called a debt program, delayed entry program, so mm-hmm. DEP, where you can enlist, I think, I I think I might be wrong with saying this, but I, it's it's definitely as young as eighteen. It might even be sixteen, mm-hmm. where kids are actually it again. It's a delayed entry program, so you basically enlist before you're eighteen. Oh my god! And you don't ship out until after eighteen, but you've committed, yeah. right? Like the only way, like you can back out, scam. but then you're barred from enlisting in that uh, branch of the military. Our so government like, wants us to make bad decisions early. Yeah, so it's like a legally binding contract. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just as early as they can fucking nab you when you're fucking yeah. stupid. I mean, and that's like something too. Like, like we all look back two years and we're like, "Damn!" I, I mean, I wish I, I wish ago. I lived in a world where in high school Smith and Weston came to my school 
Yeah. It's just showing guns, right? Yeah, that'd be sick. Instead, you got the fucking army recruiters coming over with pull bars, like, who can do the most pull ups? Who can do, and then you got fucking doing push ups in the lunchroom. And anybody touches that bar (laughs) is like hassled by army recruiters for the next like six months. Yeah. Yeah, the delay entry program is a year before your ship date, so you can do it as young as 17. Yep. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I mean, essentially 16, because as soon as you turn 17, you can... Right. Well, that's another example of one of those things where it's like, that's the problem with these, like, age restrictions. It's like, okay, so, what, the day before you're not mature enough, but then the next day you are? It's like like a light switch. Yeah. You're mature all of a sudden. It makes no sense. And I understand there needs to be some type of starting point, right? No. And and, and most things. But it's I think what we're getting to is why the government setting these when when they do because they're all arbitrary yeah. right because well, the thing is should, there's no there's no resources or ability to actually do it on an individual basis as it should be done right you know like where well, you could give someone an individual test to figure out how mature they are and yeah. and there actually is and it's just good parenting right yeah <laughs> yeah yeah well that's the way to achieve like you know good maturity. maturity yeah but it's like there's no way to measure someone's maturity Unless you're like, you know, giving them some sort of test, which is probably going right. to be fucked up if the government's, uh, you know, <laughs> is setting it up. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, right. You're, yeah. you're, you're leaving the assessment up to the government, which is over the course of 100, 200 years has shown their inability to do just about anything. And you're <laughs> giving them the sole responsibility of deciding who is and who isn't responsible. Based on a, an arbitrary age, mm. you know, it's pretty uh pretty nutty. Um, so not to bring this to like a a trans thing, but <laughs> these are the same people that argue kids as young as yeah eight, nine, seven yeah. years old are responsible responsible enough to um you know sign off on these life altering yeah. changes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It is a good point. It yeah. is. I think it's a good point. It's a great yeah, point. I, I don't know how you can argue that one, like, like they're not the same. Right. No, I think it's, I think that's a great point, man. If you're, if you're, if you're mature enough to make the decision that you're going to switch your sexuality. Especially like, what the, f- just like a permanent change, a like, permanent like change. something that's going to like forever, be, forever. It's, it's yeah. going to, Literally, you're never going to be able to have children. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're never going to be able to reproduce. And yeah. not and only that. you're making that decision at nine. Right. Yeah. And not only that. What the <laughs> frick, man? It's crazy. Again, this is just based very on numbers. Life decision. Yeah, yeah, this is just based on numbers. But what it's, it's up to, like, 83 or 85% of people who transition yeah. end up, like, detransitioning. Yeah. And we're, we're just going to. And I would argue that this is way more important than. Who does and doesn't buy a buy a firearm, right? Oh, I, I mean, yeah, this is pretty important. Yeah, it's insane. Like, like you're weighing the odds of like maybe somebody might commit an atrocity with a firearm versus yeah. like no, if you go under a sex change or go on hormone therapy at nine years old, you 100 percent are fucking your body up for the rest of your life. That's yeah. like it's a guaranteed versus like. A maybe, right? You think yeah. about everybody who owns a firearm in the country right. versus how many people have committed atrocities with it. Right. It's it's got to be less than point one of a percentage. Sure. With how many people own guns in America? Right. And how? I mean, 
Yeah, now, now we're kind of turning it into a trans thing. But um, just to drive the point further is, like, if you're transitioning at that young of an age, the odds of you, like, falling into deep depression or yeah. killing yourself right. further are, like, 100 to 200 times higher than anybody else. We can also say you may become a school shooter. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, maybe, maybe. Especially in the case of the. Maybe those things are linked. I don't know. But, well, and that's the thing is like. You can't talk about that. And I mentioned this. I might have mentioned this last week. I don't remember. But it's like, you know, the first thing anybody will say whenever there's a school shooter is like, oh, another white male. And it's like, okay, but can you dig a little deeper than that? It's a white, scrawny communist male. Yeah. Every fucking time. Yeah. It's never a white, fucking, like, redneck you know, conservative male. Right. Yeah, right. And that's what they want you to believe by saying, oh, it's a white male. That's a good point. Exactly. Yeah. They, that's, that's how they want you, to, like, when they say it that way, they want you to think, oh, it's like some they guy cut. with some guy with a camo hat coming in fucking shooting people. No, it's but, never that. Yeah. It's always some fucking scrawny creep who, has fucking, who yeah. has fucking Soviet flags on his bedroom wall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like that whole ideology is way more dangerous than conservatives yeah. who just want to be left alone and yeah. million percent. Yeah, at provide least, for at their least the redneck, he just takes his anger on on his spouse, right? Or, or, black, or yeah. black people. Or, or just, black people. It's just <laughs> one person. <laughs> but like Chris said, this other person is taking anger on multiple people. <laughs> right. On his spouse, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah you you look at almost, and <laughs> and I'm gonna not push back on you, Chris, but that whole idea that it's only white men who are doing these uh, uh-huh. school shootings, that's not even true. Yeah, white men are the only people who are doing shootings that the media focuses on. Yeah, no, that's you're true right too. Yeah, um, okay, point. You no, look, right. I mean, you look at Is that because we're the best. I mean, one might argue we are the best <laughs> at getting things done, but. It is mostly men. It is, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's one hundred percent true. Hey, I won't even. Who's winning all these women's trophies and women's sports now? Men, former yep. men. Yeah. Yep. Men, no, I mean, we're pretty good. Dominating, dude. We're even pretty... even the women that do it want to be a man. <laughs> oh, nice, nice, nice. Good one, Cam. Good one. Dominating like every that. category. Like that. Uh... Men. Yeah. Men. Men. Man. 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 Wait, so I, I want to know, like, um, <laughs> the numbers on, like, when you can start, like, like so we, we know that there's young people, like, around, what, 9 to 13 that are, like, starting to, like, make these decisions about transitioning. Yeah. What 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 are the actual, like, n- like ages that people are, like, making those decisions or where they're allowed? Like, what... I, I'll be the first to How admit. How did that work? I'll be the first to admit that it's probably a very rare occurrence that kids as young as eight, nine, ten, probably even up to sixteen. Yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll be the first to admit that yeah. that's probably very rare. But okay. it shouldn't happen. It shouldn't happen. Not even period. one. Not even one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One, one is too many. Not one life. Yeah. yeah. Um, to use some lingo from the left. Yeah. So, 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 so what's your question? Let me, let me see if I can't maybe find something. Uh, Percentage. Of, um, so what? Uh, average age of transition? Yeah. Average age or median. of transition. Let's see. Well, I think that number is going to be like in the higher thirteen to seventeen. Wow. Really? Is this on NPR? Uh. Oh wait. This is WilliamsInstitute.law.ucla. I trust it. Uh, this is like a whole, this is like a scholarly write-up here. Okay. Uh, figure one, percentage of individuals who identify as trans... This cannot be real. 
Oh, okay. This is percentage of the population. So obviously it's very small, right? They're not. Yeah, it's less than 1%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the highest majority we, it's of amazing those people, how much, like yeah. this type of person, and they're left in 1%. Is in the news. Right. Yeah. It's less than 1%. Don't give yeah. them rights. <clears throat> oh, what? So, <laughs> so it's, it's, uh, 0.7. <laughs> Uh, from the age range of 13 to 17, 0.7% of 18 to 24, and 25 to 64 is 0.6%, 0.5% is 65 and older, and then 0.6 makes up all adults 18 plus. Here's a thing I just thought about, though. So, if men, if only men were allowed to vote under the original Constitution, and then the 19th Amendment gave women the allowed the right to vote, then shouldn't non-binary people still be not allowed to vote? Ooh, spicy take. This because <laughs> they're technically neither one. Yeah, they're neither yeah. one. They're an alien. So if you're not a man or a woman, then you shouldn't be allowed to vote. Damn, because our constitution specifies that only men and women can vote. True, 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 true. Daddy D, we got some ideas for you. <laughs> yeah, let's go, Daddy D. Fucking bring this shit to the Supreme Court. <laughs> he's can like, you imagine? he's like, those people maybe don't have. That would right. actually be like one of the coolest like things that would ever go to the Supreme Court. I would oh be like, God. fuck yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, somebody hilarious. called Daddy D. Get him on <laughs> yeah. the phone. That'd be so funny. <laughs> so my my uh my thing with the whole gender dysphoria thing, right? What you're saying? So I think it's basically been proven that most of it, at least for adults, is it it's a um a sexual thing, right? Men wanting to dress up as women, that's like a sexual fantasy. That comes from like a sexual fan fantasy kind of place. Mm-hmm. Where you know, kids maybe as old as like 18, 19, maybe it's more of like just a straight up confusion thing. So at what point do we as a society have to play along with somebody's sexual fantasy? Yeah. What, what's our what's our arbitrary number? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. No, that's a good question. No, I, I mean, I agree. I think that's definitely a part of it. Yeah. Well, it is. I mean, so, like, drag has been a thing forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's kind of... And I, I don't know. I don't know my, my fucking data and slash history on this stuff. People are probably saying, oh, that's not what being is the transition. It's been around for a while, though. But, yeah, drag has been a thing that, you know, like Nick was saying, it's very sexual, right? It's men who enjoy dressing as women. They're more than likely gay. And it's also, like, they're kind of like strippers, right? I mean, they're not like they're not like walking around in pants well, yeah, suits it's, with it's, wigs on. It's, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. a sexualized act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's more like bur- yeah. burlesque, I guess. Right? I, yeah. I, and I always laugh at the people who are like, "Oh, it's not inherently sexual," and it's like, "Yeah, sure." By the definition of drag, sure, it's not sexual, but we've all seen a drag show. Yeah, well, like, dude, there's I nothing mean, not sexual about. Yeah, percent sexual. Think about right. your wife or girlfriend were wearing some of what these. Yeah, I'd drag guy. The way you'd be like, I'm good. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah it's sexual. 100. You cured yeah. my ED. Yeah, yeah, I'm good for sure. Um, sorry, yeah, I, but wait, Buck was saying something. Sorry, my temporary ED. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the last five minutes. What fuck was I saying? I was. You, we were talking about drag and how. Well, the thing with drag though is it's kind of like a, it's like a situational thing, right? Like yeah. they like they do that in the situation where they're at 
a show performing right. drag. Right. And then once they're outside of the show, they're just a normal dude. Yeah, they're just a guy that, like, works at an office. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a dude in a polo shirt with glasses. Oh, which, which kind of makes him, like, a superhero a little bit, but... They are. <laughs> they are the modern Clark Kent <laughs> Superman. No, so I was just trying to say, it's like, once you do this, like Nick was saying, once you get a certain age, you... Uh, again, I have no idea, but I would assume these guys are more drag, right? So, like, maybe they're more mentally developed. They understand what they're feeling is kind of maybe, for them at least, where it is a momentary thing where, like, they like to do it at certain times. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, kind of, and a lot of people have talked about this, where if it's more engaged when they're younger and maybe certain things get put in their mind when they're younger, when they have these certain feelings, something that would turn into, like, a drag slash homosexual relationship slash kind of outcome gets turned and twisted into like this very weird trans like a permanent thing yeah exactly right because <laughs> yeah i mean obviously tr- supposedly trans people have been around forever which i assume but it's always been such a low percentage yeah and now it certain seems like everybody is like such a high percentage even though it's you know still says it's not but it's, it's getting higher and i know yeah. people have talked about you know the the social contagion where if it's in schools and specifically with like girl groups it becomes this thing where they all want to do it if like one of them's doing yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I I still believe it's like it's has to do with like getting special treatment, I think. It's the I social think when contagion. any group any group gets special treatment, then a lot of people flock to that group just even if they're, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah I, well, it's, it's, if they wouldn't go, have been go, there go, naturally. No, I, I would uh, just I would just, I was like, you keep bringing up drag. Like, I wanted and to I be feel black like, one time. Yeah. I always want to be black. I've, I've also <laughs> had that crop in mind. Um, I but I, I think, I think bands. they would, they would separate like drag and like trans, right? Like, oh, for I, sure. Yeah. But I, I, I see what you're saying because like the drag thing is also a thing happening as well. But they would separate the two things and saying like, they, this is what they want to be like full time. Not like a situational thing like drag. No, yeah. So, yeah. And what I was trying to say is like, is people who are getting maybe pressured to be trans when they're younger now, would they have just been someone who's homosexual and, and enjoys drag when they get older? Yeah. I, I, um, they're coming after the gays. Who? <laughs> drag? The, the gay? Trans. No. Yeah. The gays need to stand up and Yeah, they fight. do. I kind yeah. of Well, it's like, it's like, it's the like almost. are giving the gays a bad name. They it's, really it's almost like not enough <laughs> to be gay anymore, right? Like, well, I feel like. Yeah. That's the gays need to stand point, up yeah. and just fucking tell those trans to chill out. Yeah. Dude, I, I'm going to be honest with you. Some <laughs> of my favorite people are gay and they're yeah. like not with this shit, you know? And I no, know. They're obviously, not, I know that's obviously very. Um, do we have a gay person we can call? Yeah, let's call my boss. Several. Call Trish. Trish um, no, kidding. Don't call my boss. <laughs> <laughs> the roommate scam. That's the roommate. Um, but no, uh, I know that's um, very um, anecdotal evidence. But I feel like they're m- major, and this is just speculation. Obviously, I feel like a majority of them are just kind of like not necessarily afraid, but they just don't want to be ostracized. They don't want to be like fucking labeled some crazy. Thing that they're not because they yeah. are like, hey, maybe this is not where we should be going with all this, right? Um, yeah, I mean, when you're just like, when you're just like a normal gay person that just wants to live your fucking life how you feel, which is, you know, fine by most of American standards. Yeah. Um. Even most like you know people like to say that Christians are like super anti-gay, and it's like, all right, well. There's an aspect of that because of how 
you know, it's not it's not that they're anti-gay. It's that they're they think that gays are living in sin, and that's the only that's the thing that kind of separates it. But it doesn't mean that they hate gays. Well, I think it's also know? important, and you guys are the the religious uh, guys in the, in the in the on the podcast. So maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like it's also important to point out that most people are living in sin, right? True, exactly. So yes. it's just a different type of sin. Right, but when you're repeatedly doing it, yeah, you're committed without, to that lifestyle. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like, the problem. Like you're like like if I, you know, if I said today that like I'm gonna commit to being like a cheater, but, uh, whatever, yeah, adulterous or whatever. Like yeah. that's what I'm gonna do the rest of my life. That's my lifestyle. Right. That yeah. that's the same thing as saying you know what I'm saying. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. But so no one's gonna admit to that. Right. Like they're like, oh, I did that, but you know, yeah. I've been forgiven so, for it or whatever. So yeah, that's kind of the the separator the between it. But yeah. So to well to get off the like religion aspect of it, I I know that's kind of like where you know where I went with it. But the uh, so for the average gay person, you know, they're just they happen to be gay and they're living their life how they see fit, and yeah. they're not like you know out just like making a fucking show of it, which is like kind of the where a lot of people have a problem with it and it's like um it's like where these gay pride parades come in where you're just like yeah. you know you have like a normal gay person who's just like they happen to just like people of the same sex and then they go to these gay pride parades and then they see these trans people and like these like extremely over the top gay people just fucking like swinging their dicks around just doing just shit that's just like it's inappropriate to just do right. like in public yeah to any level like right? at any level like yeah. like I, any per- I, any normal person doing that right like i don't understand why we give certain people a free pass on yeah that. to be alive. and i feel like, like i feel like you could draw an equivalency with like people who are like over the top with like public display of affection right like i totally agree and they, they, yeah. they always they you know that's like the biggest thing for these uh you know white liberal women that want to make everything about themselves that's like their go-to argument it's like oh well you know uh you are straight in public why can't gay people be gay in public and it's like they can and sh- straight people like what what does that even mean to say they're straight in public 90 maybe that's a little high Eighty-five percent of straight people aren't fucking like hanging on each other and like making a scene out of their relationship, right? In yeah. in the pub in public, yeah, yeah. And for the gay people that don't do that, like it's the same exact thing. And then mm-hmm. it's also the same thing for the gay people who are like over the top, obnoxious, and like like you said, gross about it. And mm-hmm. I don't think, at least for me, and I think you guys would agree with me. I don't see a difference between the couple who's hanging all over each other, making out in public, the straight couple who's doing all this gross shit in public. It's just as gross as to me as a gay couple doing all the same things. I I don't, there's no line because it's two guys and two girls or two guys or two girls or a guy and a girl. Like it's just gross. Nobody wants to see that. And I think like most people recognize that, right? Like get a room. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a saying like, Hey man, it's weird. Stop yeah. being weird. One You're thing in public. That, yeah. One thing that really struck me was when I was uh when I first moved to Florida, I had like Disney passes and like Disney really got into like the whole pride thing. Mm-hmm. And and it just like created this whole thing where some of those like 
over the top gay people felt really comfortable doing weird things at Disney. And it was like, this is still a kid's park. Yeah. yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like why are there men wearing like fucking like shorts up their ass with their dick, like fucking showing through their shorts? Yeah. yeah that shit is like, not okay. that shouldn't be happening at a kid's theme park. Shouldn't be happening. Shouldn't be happening anywhere. Yeah, but no like, one wants to see that. Especially not at a children's theme park. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is going on here? And I feel the and same way. Just because he's way. wearing a fucking rainbow Mickey Mouse shirt, nobody says shit about. Yeah, it. and I feel the same <laughs> way about girls who do the same thing. Yeah, like yeah. it would be like, a, be like a woman store. like walking around with a thong on her, yeah. like her ass yeah, thing. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, you're in the grocery store. Like, yeah. Yeah. get it together. Yeah, like I'm trying to pick out a ribeye for tonight, yeah. and your freaking cheeks are hanging over. Yeah, you, and you I know, can whatever. see your labias. Yeah, yeah, it's not good. No, yeah. it's not good. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree with you on that point. And yeah, I think, I think this uh, discussion is uh, speaks more largely to kind of just where we are as a society, right? To kind of bring it back to the original discussion with the whole gun control thing, like the AR-15 is nothing new. It's been around since the fucking what the fifties, sixties. The gun has not changed, right? So why all of a sudden? Does it seem that mass shootings are a bigger thing now? The gun didn't change, right? Yeah, we, it's we, been around since the like late sixties. Yeah, Americans 70s. have owned more guns per people since I fucking as long as I know of. Right, and since at least World War Two, probably earlier. This <laughs> is a very new thing. What has changed in America? Yeah, the culture. Yeah. Sure. I don't know how you could ar- how how you could argue it's anything but we're listening to songs that are about like killing people. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, rap is like glorified a, violence. Yeah, and yeah. The like family dynamic is destroyed. The, yeah, there's a lot of people are unfathered. They have no fathers. That, no that, I think that's the biggest Whatever. thing, right? I mean, I think that's probably if I had to put like on the top of the list of things that are probably wrong, that's probably the biggest one. Yeah, you know um, that, and I, I also think and. And maybe this is my point privilege, but um, over the last probably better half of 20 years, there's been this insane attack against white men specifically. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So now you have this entire group. And I I was actually pretty not excited because of why it was brought up, but. I was, um, I guess, refreshed to see that there was this shift from the Republicans, at least, instead of like, oh, it's not the gun, blah, 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 just the stupid, you know, typical conservative arguments. It was kind of why is it that like, oh, okay, sure, I'll concede to the point, And this is me paraphrasing. I'm not admitting any of this. But a lot of Republicans were like, okay, fine. We'll concede to the idea that it is white men that are doing this. Why is that? Right? Like, that yeah. is the bigger question. It's not, oh, this is all the white man's fault, the white, straight, straight white man's fault. It's okay. Sure. It is the white man that's doing this, but why? Mm-hmm. And I think, as I was saying before, it speaks more broadly to we're sick of everyone's shit. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, in a roundabout way, right? <laughs> No, I just, I just no, think as that we said before, it's a specific type of white man. Right. Too. This is this is the downfall of um, just being villainized as a white person for so long, and being disenfranchised, being a fucking you know a fucking loser. Not and 
as I'm saying this, it sounds a lot like I'm empathizing with these fucking weirdos. I'm not You're right, at all. You are a fucking loser, dude. Yeah, I would fucking beat these guys with a baseball bat by myself if it was up to me. But <laughs> I, I, I don't think that we can ignore the the facts much longer, right? Like, well, I mean, I think you're asking the question that should be asked, right? Yeah. But no one ever wants to go to that point. Like, hey, why are people killing people with guns and mass shootings or school shootings? You're asking the question, the deeper question. Well, right? yeah, and, and nobody's asking it because it's way easier just to blame one giant group of people and say it's because they're sick, right? There's no motive. They're just crazy. Yeah. And, yeah, obviously, no, no sane person walks into a elementary school and kills a bunch of five-year-olds like that's obviously there's nothing right with that person but what drove that person to that point it wasn't it wasn't because i mean a a lot of these there's you know the the it's the same story every time there was no motive yeah by well yeah um yeah no but like you said it's usually no motive uh according to the police department but um we know that in over ninety percent of these cases, all of these people were on antidepressants and yeah, SSRIs. Um, yeah, so I mean, I don't think that helps. No, it doesn't. I don't think uh, you know killing your emotions with pharmaceuticals is a healthy way to go about your life. Yeah, and you know, you know what's an interesting point that just kind of popped up in my head. We're so willing, and insurance will pay for the pill, right? An antidepressant. You know, you go see a psychiatrist. Western medicine, man. Yeah, they'll pay for that because that's how Big Pharma works with the government, right? Mm. But, like, to go see, like, a counselor or something like that, insurance won't cover that shit. Right. So 90% of the time, you can't get, like, actual, Not like, affordable counseling. Yeah. You know, and I'm thinking to myself, well, well, wouldn't that be the right way to do it? That should be the first step. Yeah, 100%. You know, when someone's having especially mm-hmm. mental issues. Yeah. The yeah. first step should be counseling. Yeah. And it should be covered by your insurance. 100%, but it's not, dude. Yeah. It's not. No, it's not. And, and, and that's bullshit. Very rarely are they covered by any type of yeah. you know, insurance or whatever. Um, and but the reason that you are sponsored, BetterHelp. BetterHelp is not a self-help... <laughs> no, uh, actually, we our sponsor... We're actually getting paid by them. Our sponsor is Xanax, but... Yeah. Um, yes. Our sponsor is Xanax. Go ask your doctor if you're right for Xanax. <laughs> and who, 100% you are right for Xanax. That's right. Yeah. You can you get just, those at just, trust me, just tell them just tell them you're feeling a little bit down and you know, you just you just need a little boost. Yeah. They'll hook you up. Yeah, All I right. was actually watching On a, to the next segment. <laughs> I was watching a Netflix series on uh Xanax. Dope sick? No, it's called Xanax. Oh. Oh. Um <laughs> Yeah, nice. pretty straightforward. I thought it was actually going to be more entertaining. It really wasn't that entertaining. Mm. It was kind of just like people explaining why they take Xanax. And then some people were like, I wish I didn't take it. It was, it was kind of not. It was a very anticlimactic show. Yeah. But I don't know why I brought that up. Other than the fact that like half of the world is on Xanax. Yeah. And I anyone, had no idea. Have any of you guys ever tried it? No. Yeah, I, I took I it tried for... tried it once. Yeah, I took it for a short time for uh, anxiety. But I mm-hmm. quickly... Did my best to manage Wasn't it. Wasn't it fucking awesome though? Oh yeah, I love Xanax. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've heard it's great. It's, the, it's like I love it. a lot of those drugs is like you know we know it's not good to just like depend on it, mm-hmm. but like when you take it, you're like, oh shit, yeah, that yeah. makes me feel better. Alprazolam, boy. <clears throat> yeah, like yeah. it's just like it's good. It's good stuff. I my Benzo. my roommate was on it for a little bit uh, when he was going through some shit, and 
and I tried a little bit of it, and it was like, did you boof it? Yes, straight yeah, up. The I asshole? mean, I I knew the most efficient way to take Xanax was nice. up the asshole. My boy, my boy. So, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was just one of those things that like it just fucking anything that you're like worried about, like you're not worrying about it anymore, mm-hmm. and like and you just kind of feel it. It feels like you're high. Like, you know, if you smoke weed, you know, like, it feels like you're high, but you are still completely cognizant. Like, you're not, like, dumb. Yeah, it's it's like being high without, the, like, the fogginess. Yeah, exactly. If you take it in the right dose. I, I've right. never I've never taken it into, like, a stupor like some people do. Yeah, like, you get that, like, fuzzy, tingly feeling. Yeah. You but know what like, I really enjoyed? But, like, you're enjoyed? not, your brain's completely normal. What I really enjoyed, and I took it uh, for a surgery, so I wasn't just fucking taking this shit for fun. But volume, I could one hundred percent understand how people get addicted to that shit. I've never yeah. tried that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't know, like it. Yeah, it's that. That's like extreme. That shit. Yeah. Which is interesting because you. I feel like that's not one of the big ones anymore. Well, no, it's not. But I mean that. I mean, it's, one it's, of the, it's a benzo, whatever. Yeah, it's the same category of drug. Yeah, but it's supposed to be a last longer, and it's like. A little different than yeah. Xanax. But yeah, but as soon as I tried Xanax, I was like, I need sense. to uh, never do this again. Dude, because I, I was just like, it's it's way too good. Like, it's yeah. just like one of those things that like, That's why it, would be so, it would be so easy to just like do that for the rest of your life and just be like, oh, this is fucking great. Like, yeah, dude, pop, pop, pop two fucking millies and have a glass of beer. Or yeah. And then Scott, you're fucking, fucking feeling great all the time. But yeah, no, I just as soon as I tried that I was like, I need to not ever fucking get yeah, this shit no, that's just prescribed to me. Because yeah. <laughs> it's like Yeah, but it's dude, think good. if think if you weren't that strong of a person. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that yeah, and yeah. Then, and what's insane problem, is uh it's so easy to get even prescribed to you. Yeah. All like well all this stuff. I mean that goes back to the antidepressants yeah. and all right, that. Like, I mean I'm I'll fucking like I have a pretty like ad- addictive personality on certain things. Yeah, you love cock. But, it's insane. Yeah, like I you fucking cannot get off that shit. I can't get off cock. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but like with pills, I I just like won't fuck with that. I don't know. Yeah, it, it, I I yeah, it's just one of those like slippery slopes. I mean, I'll fuck like, with it once, and then I'll be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm luckily I'm not. Uh, I don't have like a super addictive personality. Um, thank God, do because I've tried a lot of sure. shit in my younger days. But yeah. um, yeah, I, I I think what helps is like we're not retarded either, and like we know how bad it can get how quick like how quickly it can get as bad yeah. as it can get and we like right? understand what's happening you yeah know, like you know and i think i think that, that 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 that's like another interesting point like we're we're all we, we're all podcast guys obviously we do a podcast and we also all listen to a lot of different podcasts um but i think like the not fucking this phone man i don't know what's going on anyway um I think just yeah, I think just having the knowledge and understanding how this shit affects your body and dopamine. Like all of us are big Andrew Huberman guys, and that's like Mm. his field of work, right? Neuroscience and dopamine and how all that shit works. Um, I think that's like one of the best ways to get people off of this shit is like explain to them like, hey. I know it feels great, but this is actually what's happening. Literally, this the is science why. of like what's happening in your brain when you do that shit. Right, and yeah. and you know, as complex as neuroscience is, you can dumb it down. And and Andy Andrew Huberman, Huberman does, does a, a really good yeah. do- job at that. And just knowing how these things affect you, and like 
just knowing like knowing how they affect you uh how it feels coming off of these things and why mm-hmm. it feels that way and why it's temporary and like all these things like I feel like that is way more effective than our current drug policy in the country. Yeah. It, well, and then know, it goes back to what we were saying with like the progressive uh you know jail policies or prison yeah. policies where yeah. they're really explaining to you why yeah it's bad for you to be doing these drugs and right. shit like right yeah yeah and and, and I mean just go back to that but the, like the the director, the new director that moved in and, and kind of implemented like more progressive policies, like her whole basis of everything she was doing was like, they're still human beings. Yeah. Yeah. Like regardless of how much they messed up, they're still humans. Mm. Yeah. And like we have to try to help fix them. Yeah. You know, that that's where I get behind. Like, Damn. Okay. Yeah. That's true. They yeah. are, you know, so, some of like most of the love, lovey dovey progressive shit. I'm just like. All right, like yeah, it, it it gets too far and it like voids the person of any sort of responsibility. But like yeah, when it comes to drugs and shit, just because right. you know, again, I'm not some neuroscientist, but just doing the uh, the research I have over the last year and a half, two years on this kind of stuff through Andrew Huberman and doing some of my own reading uh, and just understanding how it works, I'm like all on board with that that type of progressive like yeah. drug policy. Yeah. yeah. No, for sure. Because like I feel like if you explain to somebody uh, again, I know addiction is a very complex thing and just telling them, "Hey, this is why you feel this way" is not obviously in itself going to yeah. get them off of the shit, but <clears throat> just me learning how dopamine works in the body yeah and how after these giant dopamine dumps with mm. whatever it is like you know uh you get some sort of crazy achievement or you hit some pr in the gym like when your dopamine peaks like that it your baseline drops well below or not, not your baseline but when you come off that dopamine rush you're way below your baseline so you feel yeah. really shitty yeah. And it's the same thing with drugs. It's even worse with drugs because yeah. it's one of those um, those self-rewarding things where it's... You didn't earn it. You didn't earn it. Yeah. The reward was getting the high. Yeah. And you earning it was getting the drugs. And you right. get to do so it So now you get in this day. loop. Right. You get in this loop where it's like, oh, <laughs> getting the drugs gives you a dopamine rush, rush. Taking the drugs gives you a dopamine rush. And then you crash. And then you think, okay, well, fuck. The only thing that brought me happiness was getting drugs. It's like... One of those vicious yeah. cycles. And even for me, like, you know, a lot of you guys know I've I've struggled with depression in my life and stuff like that. But just learning just to like the fucking, you know, again, I, I'm making it sound like I'm some neuroscientist. I'm not. I fucking scratched the surface with a nut hair skin. Right. But just learning that tiny, tiny bit about yeah. Yeah. Ner- like dopamine and your brain's response to it, like. Has helped me immensely with a lot of shit that I deal Just with. Just understand so, how your emotions are right because working, then because then know? you can expect mm-hmm. a lot of it, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what's going to happen. Okay, like I yeah. feel great right now. Yeah. I know I'm not going to feel great in a little bit, but I know how to get out of that. Yeah, and I know how to bounce back. And so yeah, I don't, I don't know. No, I, 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 a way off I really topic, but I like like, like uh, this conversation. So I really respect like uh, you know listening to podcasts about people that are just like successful in life you know like doing shit that's like you know they're just achieving things and that's how they get their dopamine rush yeah and that's fucking like that's really inspiring because it's just like you know you're you're working towards something and achieving it and that's 
what like gets you that rush. Mm-hmm. And that's like it's so much more valuable than fucking just like going and buying some drugs and you know getting a rush off of that. Uh, I can't remember exactly what he calls it, uh, Andrew Huberman, but he talks about this uh, kind of exactly what you were saying, Chris. This this idea that if if you start to train your mind that the struggle or the the air quotes grind is what is more rewarding than if you were to like for example if you finish a workout and you're like damn i crushed that workout i'm gonna treat myself to whatever some shitty junk food or banana bread mm-hmm. banana nut bread mm-hmm. or yeah something like mm-hmm. that it's no, like no, it's just chocolate the dopamine you re- the dopamine release you get from that is way less than the dopamine release you get from when you start to train your mind like oh what's more rewarding is the fact that i get to do this and i get to progress and it's like that that dopamine you re- release you get from the actual grind or the effort is way uh, higher and it's more sustained, similar to what we do with the ice plunge, right? Yeah. You get in the ice plunge and for three five, three to five minutes, it's fucking grueling. It's mm. the worst shit ever. But you know all the benefits you're going to get from it. Yeah. And you know how you're going to feel afterwards. And in that constant repetition of doing it every week, doing it every other day, whatever, whatever, you start to, one, you start to enjoy it. Kind of as crazy as that sounds, we're getting in 30 degree water. It sucks, but that's way more sustaining as far as dopamine release than if you were to Mm. treat yourself afterwards. Yeah. And it, and it's not even like, it doesn't have to be like big, massive things like Mm -mm. fucking like, you know, achieving some sort of fucking like award that everybody's like talking about. Like it's just like things in your everyday life, like fucking like book, like you built like these fucking picnic tables for like a local business and fucking sold them to them like that's awesome you fucking like fishing fucking you spend all day like working hard trying to find a good spot to fish and you fucking finally hook one and catch the fish you were trying to catch like Mm -hmm. that's fucking that's a huge dopamine rush like just like these little fucking things that you just like you spend time working on like as like you spend effort time just like working on this achievement and then, like, you get to the end and you just see the finished product. Yeah. Like, that's it. Yes. Yeah. Just find some hobbies. Shit to fucking, you know, work on and achieve end goals, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It I mean, can be I, as little as you fucking can imagine, you know? But no, it, I, it's I, a dopamine rush nonetheless. Yeah. Right? 100%, man. I think you're right on with that. And I think, like, I think that's kind of, that's a part of, like, what we see with, you know, like mentally ill people, is there's like a lack of that. It's just, and then they kind of just allow themselves to get into like a depression, you know, because there's like, there's no, I don't know. It, it just, it's just like these drugs try to fill that gap. Yeah. And they can't. Yeah. Because it's, it's artificial. It's like a perversion of like the real thing, which is like going out and like getting it done and like seeing yourself progress. Yeah. Or whatever, you know, and like and like doing hard things and getting better at them. And and like you said, whatever it may be. I mean, it could be as simple as like somebody working at McDonald's and first they're a cashier because that's all or whatever. They're, they're a fry cook. And then, you know, what I'm saying they're getting better at their job uh, yeah. you know, every day, you know, like to something. You know what I'm saying? Like they're moving up, you know, and it may be not something you, we may look at it and be like, yeah, but you're a fry cook. But it's like, no, but first they were the guy who cleaned the bathrooms, you know. Right. 
there has to be like that, I think, in life. You have to, like, strive for more and be whatever it may be. Be the best at what you're you're capable of doing, you know? Yeah. And, and like, it, like, learn. And it really, <clears throat> I think it stems from, like, our, <clears throat> a lot from our school system kind of stifling creativity. Like, uh, 100%. And curiosity. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, people just <clears throat> kind of get in their lane in whatever job they're doing, and then they just want to do what they're doing and just. Yeah. coast, you know, yeah. and like, and it, it doesn't have to be in your professional life that you achieve these dopamine lives. It can be just in your side gigs and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, 100%. You know? bro. And that's the big thing with like creativity. Like yeah. that's creative people have like those side gigs and shit and stuff yeah. that yeah. like, you know, so, stuff that you do that, that really fulfills you. Right. Yeah. I, I just looked it up. He, Andrew Huberman calls it the growth mindset. And it's yeah. basically the idea that. It's not necessarily the reward at the end, but it's the idea that you putting in effort and putting in work is what is ultimately the reward, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because a lot of times it fails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you learn a lot in all those failures. Right, and I I think that's why he puts more of an emphasis on the actual effort put in because Mm -hmm. even if it doesn't work out, you still did what you were supposed to do. Yeah, yeah, and that should be the the release. Well, um, and and this kind of goes back to like a a little bit of like of a libertarian take on the your world is like you're like responsible like for yourself. Yeah. Right, and if you're if that's if that's a true statement, like you're responsible for like progressing, mm-hmm. you know, becoming a better person, you know, and like, you know, and I, you know, I mean, I don't know how to do this, like disconnecting this from like God. I don't know. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> in my own, you know what I'm saying? But like, like, well, don't. I mean, no, I mean, no, I'm just saying like, I don't know. I can't pretend how to do that aside. Like, yeah. but like, I know like as being a Christian and like my walk was always like, how do I become a better person? Because yeah. that's like what we're striving to do mm-hmm. is be like being more like Jesus or, you know what I'm saying? There's mm-hmm. a groundwork for being more like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Jesus. So it's like there, there's groundwork there. And, and I guess, uh, I mean, I don't want to make it super uber religious, but like we have that groundwork. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's laid out for us in, in, in many ways, but like, you're, but what I just wanted to go back to is like you're responsible for you, and I think we have a culture that doesn't say you're responsible for you. They say, "Hey, you're sick. You need this." Right. Yeah. You know, and and so there's like it takes away the responsibility. Oh, this is you're depressed. Take this. You're mm-hmm. unhappy. Do this. Yeah. Like, you're oh, in pain, it's not your this. fault. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, th- you know, exactly. It's not your fault. Whatever. And maybe it isn't your fault. Right. In a lot but of it's cases, like, it isn't your fault. But the but the the um the uh steps to get yourself out of it is up to you yeah. right like it's mm-hmm. it's your prerogative to fucking mm-hmm. climb yourself out of whatever yeah. situation you're in yeah it's not someone else's responsibility yeah and and this goes back too to like um to what nick i, I wanted no to... one else gives a fuck yeah 100 <laughs> percent. And, and, and this goes back to the thing the that i wanted people to... need to come to terms with is yeah no one else gives a fuck if you're yeah. in if yeah. you're in pain if you're in trouble yeah but no i think it's, it's super dangerous to not you're lucky if you have family and friends that do give a fuck yeah well you're that's lucky true too. and you're blessed yeah but yeah i mean a I... lot of people don't have that right and they really need that like mindset to just 
think, you know, this is my responsibility. Yeah. To this make is myself my happier. life. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm responsible for like the decisions yeah. I make and how they make me feel. But uh, the thing that Nick said a minute ago that I wanted to bring up again is like how um, impactful and important like an understanding is like to, to thoroughly understand something like and he was bringing it up in regards to like dopamine and like how it helped him like, you know, even even like understand like how his brain and like depression, like science all works in that mm-hmm. is like having a, a thorough understanding of like how something makes you feel. And like, you know what I'm saying? And I think that that mm-hmm. that goes back to you need to like that's your responsibility. Like, I, I think if nothing know? else, it helps people kind of understand that like you're not crazy, right? It's just it, you know, and this is a very specific case, right, with depression, anxiety, and stuff like that. It's like you're not crazy. It's just biologically, this is what your body does. Yeah, it's right. Part of so, the human condition. Right. So understanding that, you can leverage it a lot better. Oh, 100%. And you can rebound from those dips in your baseline yeah. after these, you know, super high mm-hmm. highs. And yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think that's just, uh, yeah. that's something that's not talked about enough. And, you know, I, I, you know, nobody's expecting everyone to be a fucking, you know, PhD level neuroscientist to understand this kind of stuff. But, it is good to know kind of how your brain works and how dopamine affects your body and yeah. how different things affect your dopamine. And yeah, I think, I think it's just, you know, it's if, if you struggle with any kind of happiness or motivation yeah. or, you know, this is even beyond depression and anxiety, right? Like, cause dopamine, it literally affects everything in regards to how you feel. Yeah. Whether it's again, happiness, anxiety, motivation, mm-hmm. Uh, procrastination, like all these different things are the fault of dopamine. So I think just understanding how your brain reacts to things and how your body reacts to dopamine as a result of your brain reacting th- to things, it's just, I, I just think it's, you know, it's, well, the information's out there. Yeah. Right? Well, like, it's a good conversation because so many people deal with those, with those type of things. Yeah. And, well, yeah, especially in today's society. Well, right? I'm saying in today's society. I mean, and, and, I mean, this the 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 basis for this conversation was like why people shoot up schools or right. have mass shootings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our generally our population in our culture is much more depressed, much more anxious than it ever has been in history. Mm-hmm. And I mean that. So the so the conversation is, is a good conversation. It's a it's a question. Why not just say, hey, it's the gun's fault or it's the white guy's fault or whatever it may be, like st- the stupidity and idiocracy of political bullshit. You know what I'm saying? It's like, no, there's a deeper question. Yeah. And wh- what is that right. question, you know? And uh, so, uh, I mean, I know this conversation has gone along, but one of the things like I, like I've experienced in my life is like being around people who have like manic depression, you know? And that's like, it's like that's a crazy thing. I'm I'm person he's talking. No, about. you're not, <laughs> not one of them. But but like, and, and it, it's crazy because like people will look at that and they have absolutely no understanding of how to understand that. Like I mean, I just that was said the thing same thing twice. But like this, mm-hmm. it's very it's a very difficult thing to understand. That well, like it's one, bizarre. One day, it's bizarre, right? For yeah. people who don't understand that kind of stuff to kind of look at somebody that's going through that and be like, "Wow, they're fucking crazy." Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And, and 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 just and kind of the, write them off. And then it's and then when you have people like that around you, 
it makes you feel even crazier when you're that person that's, you know, in that state. Right, because nobody can give you the time of day to try and at least understand where you're coming exactly. from or why you feel and that it's, way. Yeah. I mean, it's the chances just, are, too, that most thing. people around you won't understand that. No, well, because like, no one's going to take the time to understand it. Right. Yeah. Like, and, and but, but I mean, it was, it was interesting, like, one of the guy, one of the people that I was around that had that has this, like, understood it well, and like explained it to me, and we were friends, and it was like a, it was a kind of really unique situation that me and this person were, but like he explained it in such a in such an interesting way that like I really like began to understand it, and it, and it was it was interesting because he understood it so yeah. well that like he can navigate his life. Like around having, you know what that reminds me of, not being like medicated, which is interesting. You know what that reminds me of is the show Love on the Spectrum, yeah. Where um, you know, all these people with autism and other like, you know, I don't want to say diseases, but conditions or whatever like that. Yeah, yeah. They, they on that show, they actually really like they um express what autism is and stuff like yeah. really well like yeah. they understand it completely mm-hmm. they understand what their like brain is doing completely uh, yeah and it's like it's kind of interesting because like they are able to like adjust their life and navigate it in right. a way that like accommodates that condition right. like super well mm-hmm. and um yeah, I mean that's what people should do with depression and yeah. and things like that is like just understand it. Just mm-hmm. go out of your way to understand what is happening in your brain. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then, then we can all we can wrap this up with saying like the reason that doesn't happen is because our government is so tied in with big pharma. Yeah. And making money that the doctors don't give the legwork to help you understand it. Yeah. Right. And it's just here to take these it's pills. It's here to take these pills. Yeah. And that's the reason I think we're probably in that's a huge and issue. And I think um you know? I you know I have uh you know many family doctors who I've seen for most of my life, right? Mm-hmm. Um that's that's not to say that your 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 family doctor is part of some large conspiracy, right? No. He no. or she that's how they're was trained. taught under this system right. that emphasizes, I mean, they're, they're doctors of medicine. Yeah. They're not doctors of nutrition. Yeah. They're not doctors of understanding how your brain, like yeah. teaching you how. So I think it's important to like, you know, obviously put it in context, put it in context, right? Don't like fucking all of a sudden hate your, your local doctor yeah. or right. your, your family exactly. doctor yeah. because he doesn't, you know, emphasize a, you know, healthy mindset and healthy diet and all these other things that uh you know have shown to have way better benefits long term than medicine that's just how they were trained that's just western medicine that's just yeah. kind of the institution we're under um and not to start a whole new discussion with this but i think that this is why there's such a uh large concerted effort to shut down people like uh you know say what you want about them but jordan peterson and I know he's very cringe and he is often playing this character, but even Andrew Tate, right? Like you look at the core of both of those guys' messages and obviously it's directed towards young men and it's like there's a reason their messages resonate. With right. So many and young it's like, men. listen, I get it. Like like your life sucks. You're a fucking loser, you don't make much money, but you like 
you don't have to be a loser forever and you can make money. Like right. just put in the work and take right. like accountability, take responsibility and like start just being a better man. Yeah. And yeah. You know, I, I that's, you know, a whole nother conversation, but I think that's, that's a, a largely I think that's a large part of why uh those guys are not, you know, that's why they're attacked also in the media. So in conclusion, if you're thinking of shooting up your school or transitioning genders, just listen to us. Ju- either listen to us or, <laughs> or just Athenic. or learn about uh <laughs> learn about your your neurology and how, you know, what is affecting your Andrew brain. Huberman, man. Uh read the New Testament in yep. context. Hey. And uh <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, do you'll that. Be better, you you'll be better off. Yeah, you will. Uh, Bookie, any last comments? No comment. <laughs> Bookie, Bookie's been asleep for the last 45 minutes. Cheers All right, to guys. episode what? Yeah, cheers to episode 82. 82. 82. Um, thank you guys for joining us. We will see you next week. And if nothing else, good night. We're not actually going to cheers. Oh, yeah. Let's do that real cheers. quick. Cheers. And good night. I ride from the cold off of New England. I was born to be a fiddler in an old time string band. My baby plays the guitar. I pick a banjo now. But he's a headed west from the Cumberland Gap to Johnson City, Tennessee. I gotta, gotta move on before the sun. I hear my baby calling my name and I know that she's the only one. And if I die in Raleigh, at least I will die.